I thought you're not close enough. Sorry, young boy. I'm gonna have to knock this down. Uh, I feel good, man. Just, uh, I've been in my bag all year. Reverses it, and the pass goes into the end zone. The Nick Foles. And it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. The other board for the final time, number 24 on the floor, time world champion, Kobe Bryant. What's going on, listeners? Welcome once again to the In My Bag podcast. That's Kenny over there. This is Alex right here. What's going on? What up? All right, Kenny. Um, we're going to get into our usual stuff. NBA baggies this time around. We're going to talk about some NFL games and do another pick six. Um, this time, historic sports figures slash teams that you wish would have gone undefeated. So that's a little treat for y'all at the end. Uh, but we're going to open this one up with an essential story. And this one is very recent, Kenny. This happened literally days ago. You ready for this? Oh, hot off the presses. What you got? All right. So um, I'm at work. Just a normal day at the variety store that shall not be named. And um, I'm working with someone who's fairly new. We just hired her. It might have been like her third day. So I'm working, working in the back. She's on register. Things are cool. She gets a kind of a long line. I help her out, draw that down. I usually carry the store phone with me so that she can like page me if she needs help. But I had forgotten it in the office. So, but I just so happened to be walking by and seeing her. She had a long line. So I help her with the line and she comes to me. She said, oh, um, I, I tried to page you. You didn't have the phone. I was like, yeah, yeah, I forgot it. She's like, okay. Um, and she's like, I just didn't want to bother you or anything. I was like, no, nah, it's cool. You can just come find me. So day ends, everything seem, seems normal, right? Mm-hmm. Wrong. So the next day is my off day. My manager uh, calls me. She's like, hey, did you see anything weird as you left the parking lot last night? I was like, nah, everything seemed normal. She's like, oh, okay. Well, apparently some people set some cardboard outside, like our cardboard like containers that we like send back to the DC. Mm-hmm. They set them on fire. And so like the fire department came and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, no, I didn't see anything on fire when I left. She's like, okay, cool. So I was like, all right, that's weird. But people are weird. Whatever. Yeah. So then. So then she texts me. She's like, so that fire happened while you were at work. So what happened? I was like, what are you talking about? There was no fire. Lo and behold, there was a fire while we were at work. I was, like I said, I was in the back. People actually came in, was like, hey, there's a fire. There's a fire. Told her she didn't even come get me. (laughs) She just thought, (laughs) she just like kind of like, looked like through like the front half of the store for me because i didn't have the phone mm-hmm. and she just kept going back to her line and like as like a full blaze was going on outside they like the fire department came wow so like i said i came and helped her with the line she didn't say anything about it i go like and it just so happened like the, it was like just very weird timing i go into the office do some office stuff the fire department comes inside she doesn't get me again. 
like literally the like because there's like the way the offices is in the front so i was literally three feet away from the fire the fire officers and she didn't even like walk around the corner to come get me wow that's wild yeah so now like because (laughs) i (laughs) so my manager is like coming down with me she's like you need to make sure you're available to like to the employees and stuff and like i usually like have like my samsung earbuds in mm-hmm. so I, have samsung. I usually have one in listening to podcasts because that's the only way i can get through my day and in that place she's like uh you can't wear your earbuds anymore too i was like what i only have one in it's not like i'm deaf like i don't even listen to it that loud like but now I can't listen to podcasts during my work shift, so I'm going to be very miserable. Oh, man. It always sucks having to pay for other people's mistakes. Yeah. And after I, after I was told that, like, I wasn't I wasn't happy the next day I had to work. So um, then this woman comes in, like this customer. I was on the register. This customer comes in and she's like, well, hey, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? She's like, good. Which first off why are we even making that exchange anymore like let's just dead that completely um and you can comment on that later but okay first off this woman was maskless in the store you gotta go and then and then gotta she go. looks me she looks me dead in my eyes kenneth turner and says you don't look happy to be here no, I'm not happy to look at your maskless face. No. Get out of here. No, you got to go now. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with people? Listen, listen. To all to all listeners who who patron essential stores. There's no need for small talk with the employees anymore. We're in a pandemic. Things are bad. Stop asking how I'm doing. Stop trying to small talk me through the day. Get your stuff and leave. Like, yeah, you shouldn't even really be opening your mouth unless you have to. Exactly. You're just spreading more potential virus. Exactly. Thank you. God. All right. That's the essential story of the week. Sponsored by the variety store that shall not be named. Because. (laughs) Because they keep the lights on. Technically, right now, they do keep the lights on. And no, it's not Motel 6. No, it's not. Is that their slogan? I thought that was like Holiday Inn. No, no. Yeah, you're right. It's some Motel. All right. So what do you, So, any other thoughts about that story? Uh, I thought you were being a little too hard about the short talk thing at first, but I'm like, nah, nah. It's a pandemic. Like, unless you have to talk to me, please don't. I don't know you. I don't know that you don't have it. So why even risk it? Yeah, you don't know. I don't. I have it. Like, why are we projecting particulates into the air when we don't we don't need to? Exactly. And even if you don't have it, the more often you open your mouth, you're just giving it more chance to get in. I mean, it's exactly. shooting up the nose anyway. But, you know, it's not here or there. Just shut exactly. up. Yeah. Yes, everybody. If you're in a essential business, if you're outside of your home, patroning any business, just do it and leave. You don't have to speak. I don't. I won't think it's rude. We won't think it's rude. I'll actually think it's nice, as long as you're not like throwing money at me or 
placing things on my counter just outside my reach. That's another pet peeve. Like when people like, I actually measured this. There is, there is a hundred and ninety five square inch, hundred ninety six square inch radius, like where people can set things. I have a six three wingspan. How in the world can you ever set something that's out of my reach? But people do it every single day. It happens, bro. People are uh, an extra special kind of dense. It's like, and they don't get it. They like literally like they'll pull it out of the cart and set it literally in the spot furthest away from my hand. Like, what are you doing? Just slide it to me. Slide it to me. So I don't have to reach and create more time for you to be throwing your particulates in my area. Anyway, all right, that's enough of that. Okay, let's get into some NBA stuff. Uh, we got some awards uh, for the NBA. It's We're reaching preseason. Kenny, I know you're excited about it. Oh, yeah. I, I can't am. wait. Yeah. Um, breaking news, LeBron and AD are probably not playing Friday. <laughs> uh, no kidding. Yeah, so, all right. So. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Go first. first. Roll Let it out. Me. Who we got up first? Okay. Our first award is the Problematic Boyfriend, a.k.a. It'll Be Different This Time Award. And that goes to Paul George because he's claiming uh, that That's ironic. he's back. At... <laughs> oh, it is. Dang, I didn't. <laughs> oh, that works two ways. Oh, wow. That's gold. Okay. Anyway, Paul George is claiming that he is back to his MVP caliber form this year, and he'll be stepping on people's necks again um, up until the playoffs where he will be shooting it off the side of the backboard. Okay, so I got a quick question there for that. Now, I like Paul George. Great two-way player, has you know been a top-notch swing man for a long time now. When has that man's name ever been in the MVP talks? Uh, it was his last year in Indiana. And even then, it wasn't really in the talks. It was just, and that's a guy you got to consider because of what he's doing. And people go, yeah, and then they say, but. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I mean, I want, I want Paul George to be good. I want the Clippers to be good. I want the Lakers to have the hardest road possible to a back-to-back so that all the naysayers can just not say nay anymore. But let's move on to the uh, next award, Kenny. You got this one. All right. Next up, we got the infamous Lemon Pepper Lou Award going to one Mr. James Harden, who would rather be caught at a gentleman's club and coming back and getting ready in training camp for the NBA season. And, I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure if we took a poll, there would be uh, astoundingly high results for people who would rather go to a gentleman's club than work. So, can't be mad about it. No, no, no. This, this, uh, now, the award isn't fun, but I'm not, like, bashing James Harden for not showing up to training camp. Like, come on. 
He's in what year fifteen? Right, and this is like a week long training camp. <laughs> yeah, you good, bro? Like, go ahead, get your Magic City on, get those wings, the lemon pepper Lou wings for sure. But I will say, well, you know, if I mean, I guess he's trying to make the put emphasis on the fact that he's out of here. Like, he has no plans for staying around. He doesn't need to come meet the coach and learn the offense because uh, he on his way out, or so he thinks. Right, so well, there there are new more. He has expanded his list of trade destinations. So of the new ones that he listed, uh, Milwaukee and Philly. Milwaukee is my favorite fit by far. I thought about this the yeah, other day really, really hard after I text you about that uh, absolutely asinine Boston trade for him. Thought about mm-hmm. that again later and made absolutely no sense. I regret even yeah. offering the idea. But yeah, that was that was a bad one. With all that being said, I love the fit for him in Milwaukee. I think the best fit for him is in Philly. Like him and Embiid can do some damage. Like him and Giannis couldn't do the same damage, but better because Giannis actually plays a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. I don't know. Like my my basketball brain can't see the sets for Giannis and Harden. I can see sets for Harden and Embiid. It literally can be the same sets. Yeah, but Giannis doesn't have the same skill set as Embiid. He's not he's not a back to the basket guy. But he like can Embiid. he doesn't have to be back to the basket because you give it to him in the same spot and he's just going instead of going back to basket and give you a couple moves, he's gonna face up and now I only have to drive six, seven feet to the basket versus twenty to thirty feet to the basket. So you give it a step and a half to get to the rim. Yeah, I can't see Giannis taking a step back in his usage rate. That's I think that's the biggest issue for me is like Giannis's usage is like kind of in that in that perfect zone for him to be the most effective. But so far, it hasn't been effective enough to win a championship. And I think he's at that point in his career where he recognizes, all right, I got the MVPs. I got the defensive player of the year. I don't care about that no more. Now I want the ring. Which mm-hmm. is right around the time players yeah. learn to take a step back or another step back, but a step sideways to make room for another essential star. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of star, our next award, the not tonight. I have a headache award goes to Kyrie <laughs> goes to Kyrie Irving for his sidestepping the media. You like what I did there? Uh, he's just saying he's not going to talk to the media this year, which doesn't make any sense. He didn't give any solid reasoning to why he's doing that. He doesn't want um, his words misconstrued. So when he has statements or comments to make, then he will post them himself, so it is a precise and exact quote. You know how to not get your words like perceived. You know how to get your words perceived correctly. Stop using such flowery and philosophical language. Like just say directly, "I like where we're at with this this team." Coach Steve Nash does this very well. I like that he helps me do this instead of, oh, uh, you know. If the if the world was round, 
then I'd be averaging 35 points a game because the centrifugal force of our moon would en- enable me to reach my third chakra. Like, get out of here. Or even just, just saying say dumb stuff that's not deep. Like, uh, we don't even need a head coach. I could be the head coach. KD could be the head coach. Like, bruh. Bruh, come on. Come on, bruh. Yeah, that, there's a reason why there hasn't been a player coach since the 70s. Right. And even that player coach was like at the point where he was really retired, but it's like he has so much knowledge to give that you can't really retire him. He's just too old to actually play at this point. Right. And we want to keep paying him on uh we want to keep him on payroll for winning us ships. Exactly. All right, what's the next award? Next award is the glow up on your X award goes to mm. Mr. Anthony Davis cuz uh going from out of the playoffs to winning the playoffs that's one hell of a glow up exactly yeah and uh the reason why this is a glow up is because his ex the pelicans most notably their fans are just upset at what lebron said in the road tripping podcast about how ad would let smaller injuries keep him out of the lineup versus when he was with the, versus now when, when he's with the Lakers, he plays through it. Mind you, these are the same people that call out sick on uh on a Super Bowl Monday. So Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to hear it from them. They can let it go. I'm not mad at that man for protecting himself while he was in New Orleans. Hell, I wouldn't want to get hurt and ruin my chances of being a future legend in New Orleans either. Right. Yeah. And I actually um I actually made a comment on uh a Pelicans fans Twitter today about the this comment. It, and I basically cited that A D in New Orleans was basically he was at a point of diminishing returns. Like he was playing as well as he could have played with what he had. And they still weren't doing anything. So why try to add, like, why try to come back early from a sprained ankle or play through a a sore shoulder when that doesn't equate to even a playoff berth? Exactly. Or, like, yeah, or any more than that. Like, if my healthy output is historic level and we still are just barely a mediocre team, you think I'm going to come out here and risk? worse injury for a minor injury where I can't even play at historic level that is what we need for us to be mediocre nah bruh miss me exactly and look I don't get it Pelicans fans and why are y'all tripping like y'all have a solid gun core mm -hmm. a host of draft Mm -hmm. picks a good coach like what are y'all why are y'all move on Pelican fans move on focus on what you have Stop worrying about what AD is doing. Leave your ex alone. Because they thought they were finna move on and move up, but they in the same spot on the outside looking I in. But it just takes time. Like not everybody can bounce back from a relationship and you know find their find their forever person. Like, like sometimes you gotta like kind of wade through. You gotta have a hoe phase. You gotta. Get your heart broken again because you thought you found somebody good, but they weren't. Like 
It's a process. Life is a journey. Stop looking back. Look forward. Yep. I said, but I'd never be mad at somebody for deciding not to play through injury. Like, at the end of the day, when the fans aren't cheering for you anymore, or you're not that guy, all you got is what you did and what you got left from what you did. And a legacy is cool, but you know what else is cool? Playing for uh, 12 years at a championship level that allows me to maximize myself and my income and my future for uh, my future ones versus uh, I'm going to give 100% and like basically wreck everything from the knee down so I can't play basketball effectively anymore and nobody ever actually really wants me now. And uh, yeah, like it's a lot of people regretting that shit right now. Yeah, case in point, Derrick Rose. Like, he went balls to the wall, and now he's, you know, having to adapt to coming off so many injuries. Right. Like, playing at a level, at moving through a level of life where you're playing the best basketball you have in a very long time, but there's still a chance the team that has you might move on from you for something young and new. Exactly. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk NFL. And we are back. All right, Kenny. NFL games this week. We got we got a five ish good games. I would say. Mm-hmm. We got that five games with either playoff implications or a solid matchup. I feel like that's yeah, that's about right. I'd say like five or six, but I don't know that we have the same five or six in mind. All right. Um, you want to go two for two? Two, 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 two. Let's go. Two. All right. I'll go first. I think two notable games are. Kansas City at Miami. Miami is trying to claw their way back and win the AFC East. Kansas City is on a roll. Could be a trap game for Kansas City because they look unbeatable, so they don't really care that they lose games. Secondly, we have Arizona going to New York to play the Giants. Now, the NFC East is a literal dumpster fire, but Arizona can it's trying to get it together they can still get a playoff berth um because seattle is slipping 49ers aren't completely in it so i think that's gonna be an interesting game as well and we got kyler murray so i always want to watch him play kyler murray and pat mahomes so those are two notable games from my book all right, so I'm um, not digging Casey Miami. I think uh, Casey is going to go ahead and blow Miami out the water on that one. Uh, I just like that offense is just doing too much good, and that defense is doing just good enough to give that offense enough uh, room to breathe and work freely. Uh, Miami's been better, but still mildly inconsistent. Uh, we still had to see uh, 
our boy, uh, our boy, because I guess we have no real connection to him or preference for him. But uh, Tua get benched for Pat Mahomes, or not Pat Mahomes, uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick at one point. But yeah, that's that's gonna get out of hand really quickly. I do like Arizona, New York, though. That's two teams that are both fighting for playoff spots in the NFC. Uh, the Giants, oddly enough, still have a chance to uh try to push for that NFC East spot and Arizona's trying to fight for a wild card spot. So I do like those. Conversely, I am a big fan of Pittsburgh and Buffalo coming up. We got Big Ben and uh Big Ben Rewind, as I like to call them, because you know, Josh Allen's just a slightly more athletic Big Ben than me. Cannon of the arm more than slightly big by now, in his heyday, Ben used to rumble on him if he, he let him out that pocket. Now, not Josh Allen level, which is why I say he's an upgrade. But yeah. Same strong, big body, cannon of an arm, uh, very competitive. Okay. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not watching any of those games. Um, you just said you were next... watching Arizona, New York. Oh, right, right, right. That was Pittsburgh kind of like seeping to my brain and I couldn't let it go. I also want to see how Pittsburgh bounces back from losing to Washington just a few days ago. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what I have next, I'm just going to give you one. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. I think Minnesota is making a strong push for a wild card. Tampa Bay is trying to get on track with whatever they're doing. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I think this will be a close game. A game I might bet in the second half. Uh, once again, good luck with that one. Uh, I I feel the same way about Tampa Bay, Minnesota, as I felt about Kansas City, Miami. I think Minnesota had a shot to uh, make a nice little run and try to be competitive, but I think it started to slip away from them a little bit. This will be the point where uh, Tampa Bay starts to turn it back on, get ready for the playoffs again because – they are also trying to hold tight to what will probably be one of the NFC wild card spots because I don't see the Saints letting slip that uh, NFC South. In addition, I am liking the Indiana Indianapolis Las Vegas matchup. Uh, I think both of those teams are in interesting spots right now, and they both need that win this weekend and i want to see yes who comes out more in the old dog and philip rivers or not new kid on the block but one of the young guys in Derek carr who's still really trying to carve out his own name in the nfl with his vegas team yeah i'm, I'm on the same page as you um and i want to couple that with the same type of game but younger quarterbacks with Baltimore at Cleveland, um, you have the established Lamar Jackson trying to get the upper hand and get back into wildcard contention against Young, still trying to establish himself, Baker Mayfield. Isn't Baker Mayfield older than Lamar Jackson? And didn't they yes, come out is. in the same draft? Yes, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
it sounds nice and all, but <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you're right. They were in the same draft. Flip it? Maybe not quite. <laughs> no, because Baker's still not established. I'll say this is an interesting one to me. I love this matchup because Baltimore has been fairly inconsistent this season, and Cleveland, and I hate uh to have to hear people talk about this since losing Odell has gotten a lot more consistent. Baker's been on fire the last couple of games. Um he looks a lot more natural with Jarvis Landry being his number one option again and kind of flowing to just a hot hand after that. I would like to see where the middle of the hierarchy of the AFC North is going to go after this week. So this could be a big spot for Cleveland to take a huge step forward in that division. Yeah. I can't believe like I'm the doubts I have about Cleveland are like slowly dissipating because they're, they're putting together a solid run. I told you to give them some time, man. You didn't want to hear me on it though. I mean, they're not Super Bowl no worthy. No, but they're turning into playoff contenders. The type of team that people don't like to face in the first round. Yeah, the Nick Chubb is playing out of his head. Jarvis Landry's great. Baker is not making as many mistakes, uh, and Miles Garrett's freaking monster. I feel like Nick Chubb is not talked about enough in the NFL for a league that. And my number one guy is Derrick Henry. I love the way he runs. He's old school. He can also catch and block. Like, as a running back, he does it all. He's got power. He's got breakaway speed. He's also got really good quick feet to make moves in the hole and make guys miss. Like, he's not just hand it to him and dive. And if you got a strong interior line, that's all you got. Like, nah, you need a whole defense to stop Derrick Henry. They yeah, love talking about Dalvin Cook. Of a human. But really, I think Nick Chubb right now is... No, don't you say it. Probably fighting with Dalvin Cook because both okay. of them struggle with injury problems and um, are only really just starting to get into their own grooves as players. But those are right now becoming the number two and three RBs in the league. Nope, nope, I'm sorry. 3-4. Three, 3-4. Four, three, four. Because number two is AK-47. AK-41, my bad. But he he shoot like yeah. AK-47. Because as soon as he hit that hole, catch that ball, you know, shoot off on you. That's that AK. Yeah, I mean, I'm that list, I thought you were going to try to put him at number one. No, no, no. I told you my number one is Derrick Henry. He too big. He too fast. He's got great quick feet. He can block. He can catch, like, I don't know what, like, aside from legitimately going out there and lining up at a wide receiver position, I don't know how much more you could want from Derrick Henry. And Christian McCaffrey I'm, hurt, so he doesn't count. I know people are going to give me all types of crap. Christian McCaffrey can do it all. I bro, wish I you actually would. forgot about him. like Because he's hurt. Yeah, I legit forgot about him as a, a whole human. You throw him in the mix, then I tell you that it's Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara are tied for second because they're essentially the same player uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of what they do on the football field. Uh, And it's really – and Alvin Kamara has a bump because he has a better quarterback. 
Right. Um, but he also takes a little bit of a notch because he's in more of a system offense, whereas Christian McCaffrey is the offense for the uh, Panthers. Mm-hmm. So it's a little give and take there. And then also Saquon, when he's healthy, is in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say I put him right in between the two group and the Dalvin Cook Nick Chubbs. But in terms of guys that are out there on the field right now, we're talking about, you know, Henry, Kamara, and then I really think you got to say Cook Chubb. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with that list um, as it stands right now. All right. I would agree with that list. And uh, you're a gambling guy, Alex. You got any sleeper games this week? Mm, as far as betting? Not betting, but just like in terms uh, of you're not looking for it, but you should look for it. Uh, Way to put me on the spot. Hold on. Um, I actually want to do – I want to look at the lines and see if there are any any bets that jump out me out at me that I put five on. Hold on, I'm sorry, I have to log into FanDuel. Actually, I don't have to log into FanDuel. I can see the lines on there, their page. There you go. And so while you're looking at that, uh, I like this Washington San Francisco game this weekend. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, As much as I hate to have to say it, the Washington football team isn't terrible. They're missing some pieces they drastically need, but they're not terrible. I like Antonio Gibson out of Memphis, who has um focused in from just being an offensive threat at Memphis to a legitimate NFL running back. Um if he doesn't get rookie of the year votes, somebody's tripping. Alex Smith has stepped up big and coming back. He's gonna get comeback player of the year like I don't I don't know who else you really give that to maybe Dalvin Cook but it's probably going to be Alex Smith for what he had to come through getting back okay Chase Young is a killer on defense oh my goodness okay so something that jumps out at me is besides the Jets possibly covering or beating the Seahawks um don't quote me on that. That's just a gut feeling. Uh, is it's uh, the the Bears and the Texans? Bears are a point and a half underdog, and I would take that and parlay it with the over. I think it's going to be a high scoring, def- like not defensively sound game. Mm-hmm. The over is forty five and a half. So I think this. Both teams are going to hit the 20s, break into the 50s overall. So I hit that over and probably the Bears to cover or win. 
you know, I don't dislike the Jets to cover. They have a really good offensive run line. Uh, their backup did really well last week. Frank Gore might be back in this week, who is just a consummate professional dog. Like, Yeah. The I fact that he's top. still getting starting touches at this point in his career, mind you, is because of lack of depth and injury. But still, the fact that he's the guy getting them versus – the younger players they could be working to try to develop and work on like, no, nah, we still going to pick Frank Gore. That's wild. But no, Seattle's defense is terrible. Uh, the Jets run the ball pretty well. Pretty okay. Um, Seattle's defense is terrible. And Sam Darnold hasn't looked like a dumpster fire since he's been back. Yeah. That's true. Also, I don't know if uh... – And they hung 30 uh, – not 30. They hung 28 on the uh, Raiders last week who have a mediocre defense. Yeah, great point. Great point. Yeah, I would uh, – yeah. And they kind of threw the game away at the end. They could have had their first win. I don't know. The Seahawks feel like they lose most of the games that they shouldn't win. It's just that it's just they have that that aura that they can't they they have that can't get right. So I I I would look at the the Jets seriously to get their first win this season. All right, so speak. So since the Jets are winless, we thought it would be great to do a pick six for historic teams players, athletes that you wish would have gone undefeated. So these are these picks are teams, players, athletes that did not go undefeated, but you what we personally wish they would have. So Kenny, you want to go first? Yes, I will run it off first. And with my first pick from the wish they had gone undefeated, um I'm gonna kick it off with some guys that had realistic chances to have gone undefeated. I'm going to start with the 2009 Super Bowl champion, New Orleans Saints, the ones that put them on the map, on the map, map. Three losses away. They were lost lists up to, if I remember correctly, I want to say week, I believe week 12 was their first loss and then ended up going one and three after that and just kind of tucking it away until the uh, off season. But, you know, going perfect to get that ship would have been the cherry on top of the whipped cream on top of the perfectly handcrafted Ghirardelli chocolate milkshake. Like, okay. That's a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I love that Saints team. I had I, after they won. I had a who that shirt. Um, my first pick is near and dear to my heart. It is the two thousand L.A. Lakers in the playoffs because they almost went undefeated. They had one blemish, albeit from Allen Iverson and his heroic efforts to make Tyloo a meme forever. Ugh. Ugh, forever stepped over. 
yeah. All right. On my second pick, uh, this one I'm going to keep it in division. That was the 2015 Carolina Panthers. Only mm. took two L's the whole season. The first, not the worst, because the second was uh, traumatic. They still haven't really recovered from that one. But that would have, like, one, to have had um, the honor to say I would have been able to have live watched the, correct me if I'm wrong here, the first black quarterback to win a NFL Super Bowl? No. No? No. There's there's been a few. To win the Super Bowl? I think so. I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm gonna just go ahead and guess. I think there's been a few. Alright. And don't pull my black card if you can't name them. So don't try me. No, but, I'm not, not you. Speaking yeah. to uh, listeners, you know, sometimes they get a little worked up about stuff like that. But to watch that yeah. have happened, especially with how un- uh, unapologetic he was about being Cam, uh, the swagger that he brought to the NFL that year, uh, the prolific season that he had, um, it was just something something really to have been able to behold if it hadn't gone the way it did and those Denver Broncos didn't treat him that way. Like, that's not something somebody should watch. Right. Um, My next pick is football as well. 2007 New England Patriots. Um, Not for – and I didn't want them to go undefeated for Tom, uh, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. I wanted them to go undefeated for Randy Moss. One of my favorite NFL players of all time. He deserved that. He deserved a Super Bowl. Um, and he was just balling that year. So I wanted him to go undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked for uh, them to get that W for Randy. You know, I don't really care about the Patriots. And I not care about the Patriots. I don't care for the Patriots. I don't like them. Um, but I would like to have seen, you know, Randy to have that on his career moniker at the end of the day, undefeated Super Bowl champion. It's beautiful. And also, yes, I was incorrect. First black quarterback, starting quarterback to win a uh, NFL Super Bowl was one Mr. Doug Williams with the Redskins. Wrong, mm-hmm. wrong, wrong, wrong. But yeah. Mm. All right, next up for me, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, This guy had a fantastic run through his UFC career. Um, He's got three blemishes on his career, two and a half blemishes, because one was discounted due to a failed drug test. One Mr. Daniel Cormier, and I switched this one up on you a little bit earlier, Alex. I know you were looking for something else. But, like, in terms of, you know, a guy who I really, really like as a fighter who could have hung his name up in the for real, for real Raptors, you know, not like one of the greats, but he would have had solidified himself essentially as arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time and had his share for statement towards greatest fighter of all time. 
and it all went down the road because of uh, two other guys that are, you know, oddly enough, also competing for that title. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. Um, I'm going to – I have two slightly funny ones, um, and I don't think you're going to pick them, so I'm going to save them for the end. Mm-hmm. My next pick is going to be 2006 Tiger Woods Ooh. Um, because he was on a pace that year. He only won two majors, but he had like over 10 top 10s. Um, he was just on a tear that year, and I wish he would have just closed it out with a grand slam and be even closer to the great, um, the greats like uh, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. Jack. Yes. Yeah. Jack Nicholas. Not the actor. That's Nicholson. Yeah, not Jack Nicholson. Yeah, that's that's why I get tripped up. It happens to the best of us. Next up, this one's uh, hitting close to home here, and that's my 2012. Memphis Grizzlies, I wish they had done the opposite of what happened to them in that Western Conference <laughs> Finals and been able to make their way to the first in franchise history NBA championship. But instead, they went uh, winless rather than undefeated, man. And that was tough to watch. But that's yeah. unfortunately what I have learned in my career the San Antonio Spurs will do sometimes. Yeah, my next one is the great probably the greatest ever is Muhammad Ali. I wish he would have went undefeated. He was 56 and five. I wish he just went ahead and been 61 and zero, so that he had no blemishes. And even though he, everyone already thinks he's the greatest, that his record would have also shown no um, unequivocally that he was. Oh yeah. That, that would have left, all argument to be without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, next up, I have another wish they were undefeated, instead went winless, also ironically caused by the Spurs, and that is the 06 Cleveland Cavaliers, as my boy Braun uh, first found the true meaning of back pain. <laughs> That's funny, because my, my next one is... LeBron related as well. It's LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Huh. I wish he would have went undefeated so that we don't have to have that argument about MJ going undefeated in the finals because if LeBron would have went undefeated in the finals, it's not really much of a discussion anymore. I mean, technically, if LeBron went undefeated in the finals with the number of times he's been there, it would be... Yeah, like, I mean, I can't. I wish I could think of a better way to put it than no discussion, but like, close case. Like, yeah, you you rip ten of them with no losses. Like, you can have it up thrown yeah, the door. Exactly. You have t- you have officially taken it. That is a decade. Exactly. Well, it would have been, and I mean, it is essentially going to be two decades of dominance because folks talk about MJ keeping cats away from championships, like. You know, LeBron wasn't winning them all, but he was clearly keeping the entire Eastern Conference out of NBA championship contention for the better part of 20 years. Yeah, I agree. All right, what's your last one? My last one is, uh, I mean, running it back again, the uh, 2010 Miami Heat, LeBron's mm. first stint in Miami. With the, what, a, uh, what a disaster. 
Uh, and it was so, and, and it's not even just the finals. I wish they had gone undefeated. Like, if you look through all the games through that playoff series for them, they could have run it 16 like, 0. Yeah, they had the talent. They had the talent. All their losses, the first three rounds, came at the hands of like the other team had some unexpected player make some just like historic, not historic, but major game. And then they'd be like, oh, okay. Bet that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wipe you off in the closeout. Okay. Yeah. I mean and then that yeah. was that was a tragic uh tragic L for LeBron in that one. Uh goodness. Watching Mario Chalmers and Mike Bibby get cooked by JJ Barrera. Who just got cut yeah. today. And Jason Terry. Ugh, I hate Jason Terry made me hurt so bad yeah all right so my last pick i think you'll like this one kenny is a man who claims he has never lost i think you know where i'm going here lavar ball (laughs) now he may claim that he's never lost but that man has taken quite a few ills um on the business side of the things now let's say now let's not Let's not discount that he has gotten three sons into the NBA, which is a feat that only a handful of people can ever say. So he's winning in that front. But big baller brand, you took some L's in that one, bruh. And I wish you hadn't. I mean, look, let's 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 really stop and think about this for a second here. Big baller brand, is it really an L? I'm more than willing to bet while he was absolutely outrageous about his pricing for a number of things involved in big ball, the brand and um, his own personal value that he placed on a number of things. I'm more than certain that it probably made more money than uh, it was realistically speculated that big brawler brand would have made, especially with them putting three sons into the NBA, particularly the way the first one popped off the big brawler brand the fact that Big Baller Brand is a household name for sports fans in the first place is a major marketing W for that man. Like, cool. as much as we be on his head, like, LeVar Ball has gotten himself some W's just from making us market him. Mm-hmm. I agree. He is, he's, he's got some W's, but he does have some L's, Kenny. He's got some L's. True, but that man is officially the finesse king. I will not relinquish that title to him just yet, but he is in the running. You're right. It's still Gilbert Arenas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's that's closer. That's definitely closer. Shout out Agent Hibachi. Agent Zero, the official Mm -hmm. finesse king. Ain't nobody finesse like Gilbert. The man snuck out the back door with 64 mil. Exactly. All right, Kenny. That's our that's our pick six. Do you have any uh parting words? Uh if you're playing Warzone, aim for the belly button and let it rip. Interesting. Interesting. Uh let that recoil do to... the work for you. 
Yeah, because it'll it'll pull it up. Yeah. Okay. And then it's crack, crack, plate, plate, headshot. W. Okay. Well, my parting words is R.I.P. to Debo, Tiny Lester, who uh, who died today, and they actually still don't know what happened. But um, Debo, um, if you're not familiar with the Friday franchise, then what are you doing with your life? Probably the world's most famous bully. Um, you know, just the just. I mean, he is forever in the lexicon um, as someone who will be, you know, technically he's remembered in infamy, but it's actually like, you know, staged infamy. He also had a WWE career. Um, just a man, uh, just a talented guy that uh, that will be missed. Big time. Nobody will ever bully quite like Debo. The fact that you made a character into a recognized verb. Exactly. Exactly. And it's it's, it's a sad case, but, um, you know, 2020 is undefeated at this point. It's just, it's just taking whatever it wants. It basically deboed Debo and us at the same time. So, Bruh. you know. In honor of uh, Debo, you got to go out and snatch somebody's chain today. Or somebody's bike. And if they ask about it, that's my bike, punk. Nah, you gotta say, what bike? Oh, I know you want it back, homie. It's right over here. God, God. that's a... I mean, everybody go watch Friday tonight. How about that? It's on HBO Max. Everybody go watch Friday. Tonight. Go watch Friday. Then go watch next Friday. And then you can end it by watching everybody's favorite Christmas movie, Friday Afternoons. That is my favorite Christmas movie, actually. Yeah, I had to put somebody on game the other day. They they completely missed that Friday After Next was a Christmas movie. I'm like, what? You had Crackhead Santa. You had the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. All types of Christmas jokes. Like, come on, man. Exactly. Yeah. Cat Williams. What more can you ask for? Second greatest uh, Christmas movie of all time. What is the greatest? Uh, National Lampoon's Family Vacation, I think, was a Christmas movie. No, it was a family Christmas. Whichever National Lampoon movie it is where they have a Christmas, that's a classic. I don't know that I've ever laughed harder throughout a Christmas movie than when I used to watch that movie as a kid. It probably still hits. I just haven't caught it on TV, and I'm not searching that hard for movies, to be honest. I don't have that much time in my life. but. Right. National Lampoon Christmas movie, it hits. Chevy Chase, comedy gold. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Where can we see it? I'm searching it right now on IMDb, and it doesn't tell me where I can watch it. Oh, it's on AB. It's on AMC right now. Bet that. Clutch. And I got pizza waiting for me. Why am I still here? Baggies, we love you. Peace. Later. And more tune for your head top, so watch how you speak on my name, you know?